It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. It's Monday afternoon. 547-1610 is the number if you would like to get involved. You could also hit us up via email, 610KONA.com, the bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter as well, at Bottom Line 610, and on Parlor, the Bottom Line 610. And Ed, we received a, a message via Twitter regarding what one of our callers had mentioned earlier about um, certain elements in the agriculture community. And um, we got received this message that said, if you know the cherry picking circuit, it's going to end somewhere around Flathead Lake in Montana, right when the vacation season is at its peak. Um, and that hundreds of cherry pickers migrated north to the state of Washington two weeks ago from California. They decimated our valley with COVID-19 and now it's going to cherries and Wenatchee. So if that's the case and we've had people coming into the state that may have covid from california or oregon or you know another state uh it's entirely possible that this is going to be moving county to county and that could also be a percentage of those tests that we were discussing earlier not not all of them obviously but a percentage of those tests that can't be accounted for by county because you're talking about people that are on the move going from work site to work site Migrant workers, they yeah. migrate, right, to the, to the next job. They do, and if there's if there's that many, you know, who, who knows? But, of course, you need to have the workers in order to be able to produce, you know, to, to, to get the crop and get the crop out. So where's the balance? Uh, and food is an essential Absolutely. work, right? Absolutely, we, that was is. That was determined early on. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? This is Max calling from Kennewick. Hi, Max. What's up? I wanted to comment a little bit on the issue with COVID and uh, Yakima and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Which I lived in Yakima for most of my life. And uh, the issue with COVID, which you can't solely put it on there with regard to Yakima's problems, but you certainly can put a big share of it is on the fact that you have a population that's basically third world. Uh, Case in point, before I moved here, we had a lady come to our church who was an illegal looking for help. She spoke Spanish, could not read or write it. Uh, had lived in a cave, no high school education, uh, came illegally to Yakima looking for a job. What I'm emphasizing here is this is the population we're talking about to some extent when you start talking about illegals. They have tremendous needs. They're human beings. They deserve humane treatment. But you can't just let them all come into your community without having tremendous effects upon your community's culture, the systems that you need to support the citizens, education, health care, daily living, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
I mean, Yakima Valley now leads the state and most of the western university, uh, western U.S. in poverty markers, however you want to slice it, because this has gone on for 30 years now at the behest of the large farmers who have gotten wealthy on the backs of these people and continue to lobby for it. It's not solely a matter of food to keep in mind. 40% of our crop goes out of the country. It's about wealth. And I've been an ag. I've worked in ag. I've had a farm. And I have a rather stilted view these days of the need to keep bringing illegals into America to support big ag. Uh, it's affected our school systems, our health care systems. The hospitals in Yakima are in financial trouble, in part because of the poverty markers. And I don't know what the answer is to all these questions, but I think people in general need to understand, and that's why I applaud Trump and his stance on illegal immigration, because you're also talking crime here with people who are associated with the cartels, etc., about what's going on here, and COVID's just one more thing. You know, so it doesn't surprise me they're having all these problems, because this has been a a journey that's taken decades and it just keeps going on. And that's very distressing to me because 30 years ago when I came back to Yakima from college, I would have placed it as one of the best places to live in the U.S. And it's not that way anymore, unfortunately. Appreciate the call, Max. Thank you very much. Uh, some good insight there. Five four seven one six ten is the number. But again, I don't want us to go down that road that this is a Hispanic issue. This is a Hispanic problem. Hispanics are causing the numbers to go where they are. Uh, That's not at all what you and I are saying, Rob. No. But to ignore the data is foolish, too. There is it is a piece of the overall equation. Look, the the. The amount of cases among Caucasians in this community, it's, it's really those two sectors in, in, this, in this area and the state, too. And very much certainly Yakima, Benton, and Franklin counties. 547-1610 is the number. 509-547-1610 if you'd like to join the conversation. Vlad shot us, shot us another email, said, I just want to clarify my earlier question about hospital capacity. If they greatly expand capacity, couldn't we allow more COVID spread in our counties and allow us to open up faster and simply hospitalize the severe cases? In the end, isn't herd immunity the only conclusion to this? Well, it's it's herd immunity has been talked about quite a bit regarding this, Vlad, but the one thing we don't know regarding herd immunity is if it actually is the case. Um, we we haven't had enough time and enough people exposed to determine whether or not herd immunity is a factor. We don't know if people that get it once can or cannot get it again. Um, and, and herd immunity takes time. It does. It takes it takes a significant amount of time. It takes people being exposed and then people being exposed again to determine the severity of if they are exposed a second time, what actually comes into play there. 
But even if we greatly expanded capacity, you're talking in that case about putting up field hospitals. You're not talking about because each individual hospital only has a certain amount of capacity. So that would be then building field hospitals that we may or may not have a need for. Like we referenced earlier, the one that was set up at the VMAC didn't see a single patient. So if we did that just in an anticipation, then, you know, is that going to properly service or not? I'm sure there is a plan if we were to get to that point that there would be something in place. But at this point in time, you know, you don't just set it up to turn around and take people, put them in it and try and move things along faster. Because if you do wind up needing field hospitals, to be quite honest, the amount of cases you're going to be dealing with at that point in time will prevent you from moving forward, not necessarily allow you to open up faster. And, you know, again, it's going to take time for the herd immunity thing to determine whether or not it's actually realistic or viable in this case. We don't have enough data yet. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hey, gentlemen, it's HVAC. What's going not on? Not cooking on a roof. Not cooking on a roof on the moment, boys. So it's good. <laughs> hey, I just want to say happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you too. And you as Thank well. You to the show. Thank you. And uh, I also wanted to say, um, I just, you know, again, I'm out and about. I see a lot of things. You know, I'm out I'm tons of different places. I'm a commercial guy, so I go to you know, places with lots of people. Um, I'd say uh, I think I was on the phone with you guys a week or so ago, and I was thinking about 20% of the people, maybe a little less, are wearing. And I'm going to say it's probably dropped. It's just from what I've seen so far lately, it's it's it seems like it's dropped the amount of people wearing masks. It seems like the signs, like, that I agree with what you guys are saying. I mean, I don't want to get anybody's mother sick. Again, I'm around, you know, I mean, I, I do buildings that have 3,000 people plus in them before I even get a chance to change a filter. So you can imagine that I'm in, I'm into this stuff all the time, all day long, do it HVAC. And, uh, but I've noticed that it just seems like since those signs popped up and it seems like we've been, Ainsley started kind of saying stuff more about this area. It seems like everybody's, it just seems like it upset everybody and everybody's like, you know, now I'm definitely not wearing a mask. It seems like I, I could be wrong, but it seems like the, the amount has gone down some in the last week or so. So just wanted to get your guys' opinion on that too. So anyways, happy Father's Day, guys, and thank you. And you as well. Take thank care, you. man. Um, you know, we've talked about the mask thing for the better part of the last week here. And as much as we we personally like it or don't like it, you know, it comes back to that personal accountability of we can't wait for the governor or anybody else to put us into the next phase. And if it's a small thing that we can do to reduce the transmission potentially from us, asymptomatic or not, to somebody else, and again, it's back to that. It's not about getting it from someone. It's about potentially giving it to someone. Um I think, if I could interrupt real quick, I I think that uh, Dr. Amy Person, who is the head of the Benton Franklin Health District, um, she said it pretty succinctly in her uh, news conference earlier today that, I'm paraphrasing here, but we... She says, we tried it your way, meaning the community's way, and it didn't work, meaning... We people weren't wearing masks at a high percentage. I think HVAC is right on. I was I I, in my going out and about Mm -hmm. 25, 30 percent is probably about what I saw. And I haven't seen a whole lot of movement. 
Dr. Amy Person says this is the most effective way to prevent it from spreading. And that's why she issued a directive last week. She said that we tried it where masks were not required. We left it up to the public and we didn't wear masks, most of us. And we weren't social distancing, most of us. And our cases are exploding. So now she says, okay, now you need to do it my way, (laughs) basically. She didn't say it like that, but I mean, that was the inference. And, you know, if we don't want Inslee pointing and wagging his finger at us in Benton and Franklin counties, then maybe we should start rethinking this, um, is, is, I guess, the, the overall message. Well, we know when the governor steps in, he's not going to step in with good news. Not for this side of the mountains, no. No, he's not going to step in with good news. He's going to step in with more Yakima-like dictums. And unless anybody wants that, it doesn't take much to wear a mask going into a business at all. And I guarantee you, if he does that, that will punish local businesses even further. Five four seven one six ten. Back after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. It is starting to get warm out there. And tell you what, what's it doing to your roof? Have you checked it recently? Do you know what kind of shape your roof is in? Well, if you're not sure, contact the guys at RoofMax today. Have them come out, look at your roof, and see if it's right for their state-of-the-art application developed at Battelle Laboratories and also at Ohio State University. It basically nourishes your shingles and puts in the vital ingredients to help them survive the brutal summers and the rough winters. It could give your roof another 5, 10, or 15 years of life for just 15 to 20% the cost of a new roof. Developed here at Battelle, Applied here locally by local guys, locally owned and operated company. Contact RoofMax today to see if they can help you extend the life of your roof, especially now that we're getting into the hot weather, the heat of the summers. And, of course, we'll have that turn again in the wintertime where your roof will get beat up by the elements. Get a hold of RoofMax today for a free quote, a free look at your roof, and see if RoofMax is right for you. Going right to the phones, you're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Hey, this is Chris from Richmond. What's up, Chris? So, I know it's not Thursday. Okay, <laughs> help, me out, help me out here. Um, yesterday, I had a little story, and the hair on the back of my neck stood up, and it was like my uh, conspiracy senses, you know? The, the Bubba Wallace deal. Um, follow me here real quick. NASCAR is the only sport going. The only thing getting any attention. It has a bad reputation for the only people that pay attention to NASCAR, a bunch of redneck, you know, rebel-toting rousers that uh, um, are a bunch of racists. Um, what are the chance that noose was a setup? You know, those garages are loaded with cameras, aren't they? I mean... NASCAR is all over those garages about making sure they don't modify them cars and do stuff. So I got a feeling, I don't know, Bubba Wallace has been racing for over 10 years that I know of, and I've never heard anything this at the past. And now all of a sudden, this pops up. What do you think, Ed? 
I appreciate the call. You know, you know me. I love a good conspiracy theory um, because sometimes conspiracy theories lead to the truth. Um, sometimes they don't. I, you know, look, I, I don't know. It, the circumstances surrounding that are just too weird, right? You know, it, it's it's almost too perfect the, the way it all laid out, right? Um I look, NASCAR says they're going to investigate. Um, and I'll be very interested to see uh, if this was an inside job, so to speak, or somebody with an ulterior motive or or not. But it just, you know, I don't follow NASCAR a whole lot, but I did see this story and it I, I found it interesting, just like you. Appreciate the call. 547-1610-509-547-1610. You know, a couple other things to mention quickly regarding um, COVID. And I don't know if you saw this or not, Ed, but apparently OSHA has sent a workplace safety notice of allegations to the Alani Resort, which is operated by the uh, Callitz Indian Tribe. Oh, right. In uh, Ridgeway? Yeah. Uh, about claims of lax coronavirus measures. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because it is technically considered um, a tribal casino. Yes. Which means they don't necessarily have to follow guidelines laid out by the state. But it's interesting that OSHA has sent workplace safety notices. Um about lax coronavirus measures. Now, if that is the case, you know, are you seeing, and, and, and we talked about spikes in certain areas. You know, people have been to Spokane, people have been to other places, and some of these counties are seeing spikes. You knew this was going to happen when places opened up because people are now going back to doing things that they were they were normally doing. But, you know, the the the... Desire to get back economically is going to lead to more increases. The question is, are you able to handle them? Yeah. Because you want to continue moving forward and you want to be able to have economic viability and you want to be able to bring your businesses back. Now we're back to the the initial discussion. We're back to the very beginning of this. Do you let it run its course? Do you try and do what you can to do put preventative measures in place like mask wearing and sanitizing and so on and so forth in order to be able to keep things going because you know it's only going to increase in higher population areas once they move into more phases? So are we going to really go backwards or are we just going to continue to see an increase in cases because of testing capability and the fact that things are getting freer and do we just turn around, cross our fingers and hope we don't have a real significant blowback. I'll try to answer a little bit of that coming up after the break because we are seeing an example of that very thing. Not in Washington State, not in Oregon, but somewhere else. And I'll lay it out for you because how things go there could give us a glimpse into our future And you know what happens. You can either be doomed to repeat history or create your own. 
can email us, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA, CBD American Shaman across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Well, we told you before about CBD Night that could help, well, Sleep a little bit better, take away a little bit of that stress that maybe has been caused by COVID-19 or anything else. Uh, CBD Night can help you get a good night's sleep. Well, now there is CBG Go with CBD American Shaman, which could replace your cup of coffee in the morning, give you a little bit of extra pep during the day uh, without the after effects of energy drinks or too much coffee. There's no crash with it. So it gives you a natural boost. And can help you go through your day and eventually, hopefully, replace energy drinks that are high sugar and coffee that may have too much caffeine. So if you're interested, stop by CBB American Shaman to find out more information about CBG Go and CBN, CBN Night to either help you sleep a little bit better or give you that extra pick-me-up during the day. It's across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Yeah, this is Sean Beaver from uh, Benton City. What's up? Uh, I listen to you guys all the time. Appreciate that. Uh, the one thing that gets me is before, you know, pre-COVID-19, everybody that had social distancing, the most that had it was the bank. Why does it take 45 minutes to get to the bank? Because they close the doors. We always have to stand 10, 15 feet back from everybody. Open the bank. That's all I got, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You, you know, I think maybe one of the things that go in there and think about this for a second, because I've actually made this joke once or twice, having to wear a mask and everything else and you walk into a bank, <laughs> what's the first thing they tell you? Take off your sunglasses and face coverings. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you walk into a bank wearing a wearing a mask and, and, and everything else, and it's just yeah. like uh, you're kind of asking for trouble. Yeah. You're kind of asking for trouble. Appreciate the call. 547-1610 is the number uh, if you'd like to join the conversation. And, uh, yeah, we'll take one more before I, I get into my my part because I think we are seeing something play out somewhere else uh, that will be very interesting to watch in the days and weeks to come. We'll tell you about that after this call. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, crazy Sparky here. Hi, Sparky. What's up? Hey, three quick points. It should be called unsociable distancing. And and uh, as long as NASCAR and golf stand for the national anthem, I'm going to watch them because I'm done with the NFL and the NBA. Now, just one more quick thing. Uh, did Benton and or Franklin County vote for Inslee and Ferguson? Did they, did they vote for them? Because I'm, I'm curious about uh, about that. Okay, I'll let you go. 
Thank you very much. There are people within the counties that voted for him. Sure. But, but countywide, uh, the total vote did not go in his favor. But no. there were people in both counties that voted for sure. him. Sure. Sure, absolutely. And I don't know about Ferguson, to be honest with you, but... Well, there are people in both counties who voted for him, too. That's right. But the uh, overall I mean, vote totals didn't. He, no, the overall he won the counties. No, he didn't either. win the counties. Okay. Neither of them won the counties. I, but I knew Inslee that... was the case. but um, So we have an interesting situation brewing in our neighbor to the east, that being Idaho. Mm-hmm. Idaho did not see hardly any cases for a very long time. So when... States started opening up and having the ability to open up, moving into phases and whatnot. Idaho moved pretty quickly through the required steps because, again, they didn't have very many cases to begin with. Was it the population? Whatever the factors were, they simply just didn't have very many cases. So Idaho uh, was one of the first, certainly in the Northwest, to... Open things up in stage four, uh, not completely and fully like stage five Yahoo back to where we were before the COVID, but stage four or phase four. Well, they actually call them stages in Idaho uh, in stage four, which is darn near fully opened up. And this happened a few weeks ago and businesses were happy. They were, op- you know, yeah, they had a few mask things, social distancing things. You know, a lot of places could do full capacity, but not everything. But it was pretty good. Um, I happen to know that they started holding events down in throughout the state, but mostly in southern Idaho, Boise and, and the surrounding areas. That's Ada County, by the way. Ada County, Idaho is Boise and the surrounding areas. After they started to open things up to events and just normal life, something started to happen. Within the last five days, so the weekend and a few days at the end of last week, about 550 new COVID-19 cases in Ada County alone in in five days. That's 110 or so cases per day in a place that did not see anywhere close to that before they started opening up. So you start asking why? Well, initially what the Ada County Health Department people are saying is because they moved quickly through the phases and because they were basically open up for business again, people started acting like nothing ever happened and were not careful. And a lot of that had to do with residents of Idaho and some of it had to do with people from other states going to Idaho in mass quantities because the state was open for business. Now, Ada County the largest county in Idaho, is talking about regressing back into stage three or phase three, which isn't anywhere close to where we are now even. Right. But it's a step in the wrong direction. 
The health department uh, in Ada County said that anecdotally, a lot of younger people were getting infected over the last five days of that 550 or so cases. And it was young people heading to the bars as they opened up in Ada County. Again, Boise, College Town, Capital City, the whole like. Apparently, it was a happening place there for a few weeks, and they're paying for it now. Some of the events that were scheduled are now possibly being called back over the next few weeks, possibly reverting back to the previous uh, stage or phase. So I say that as a cautionary tale. We want to move as quickly as we can to the next phase. Everybody wants to move quickly to the next phase. We know that. Here's the downside of that. And Inslee has said that he is not afraid, and I believe him, he is not afraid of moving counties backwards. Spokane's a prime candidate. We mentioned that earlier in the show, that they didn't get hit really hard. They moved into phase two, round about the time they started to see an uptick in cases. Now they are threatening to move back into phase one and a half or even phase one. That's the reality. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hi, this is Mindy from Pasco. Hi, Mindy. What's up? So um, I just wanted to talk about, like, maybe some of the cures for the COVID-19. I had COVID-19, and I had the first one. Um, My numbers came back positive for antibodies for it. And how I cured it, I'm I'm not saying that people should go out and do this every day, but I just wanted to share how I cured it. And so what I had done is I took a capsule of bleach with water and eucalyptus and put it in my diffuser and I breathed it in for about 30 seconds. And within two hours, the symptoms started breaking up from from in, inside of me. I went from hyperventilating, crying, thinking I was going to die, to two hours later, everything breaking up. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you're gonna die anyway, I mean, what would it hurt? to, you know, try it out. <laughs> so I just wanted to share that. I know that that sounds crazy, but on the flip side of that, um, that's how I how I got mine cured. Well, and we're glad that you're uh, you're in a better place, certainly, uh, with that and and hopefully recovering well. No, it's not it's not crazy. I mean, you know, you're talking to a guy who thinks aliens exist. Nothing to me is crazy. OK, <laughs> um, and we have heard uh, about, I mean, it, the whole bleach thing has been discussed and some people debunk it and, you know, the president got behind it, which means every or not everybody, half the country hated it, you know, so it, it doesn't surprise me as with anything, you know, this isn't a medical show, but I will say, you know, consult your physician before you try anything like that. Uh, there, now we won't get sued. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. It's Rock from Pasco. What's up, Rock? Hey, so I know it's kind of a conspiracy theory, but it was just, uh, let's see, two or three days ago, they were calling for people with COVID to go to Trump's rally to start a sex 
over there so we can slow the economy down there. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know. And again, conspiracy theory is my middle name. I got it changed on my birth certificate just in case you wanted to know. Look, any anything is possible. And um, we appreciate you sharing your thoughts and your opinions with us because that's that's what this uh, this show is all about. Got to take a time out. One more segment left to go, Rob. And uh, we'll take your calls. Five, four, seven, one, six, ten. 509-547-1610. Your emails, too, by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or comment. You know, and now that we're officially into summer, Ed, we haven't even touched on the summer of love yet. Oh, the summer of love. Yes, and the, and, and the weekend it was in the summer of love. Sun's supposed to kill the COVID, too. Yeah, it is. But I don't but know if, if... Bullets are? Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Me either. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at The Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. You want to get involved in our final few minutes this Monday? Thank you for your patience. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Ramona. What's Ramona going on, Pastor. Ramona? How are you? How are you? Oh, the, the the program is always good. I just wanted to share with you that many, many years, like 60s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the the influx of migrant workers for the for the Ferragas and for all the other jobs that are out there, some of them were even done by the Martinez, the Martinez family, the older Martinez, which is the mayor. One of our mayors grew up in the north part of Haskell. And he could probably even tell you a lot of different things that are not necessarily undocumented people, but people that came from Texas to do the the agricultural work, too. And there were some, you know, have always been. However, these new contracts of men, they're only men, not children, not wives. Only men are contracted to come and do the work, but they are legal. They're legally contracted. And I've met many of them at the stores like Walmart and Fiesta Foods. Uh, and you know what? I stop and tell them, if you have your mask, try to wear it. And, you know, just just very gently go ahead and wear it because it will protect you. And it will protect the other people around you. However, and they say, well, they don't tell us, that, you know, our boss doesn't give us a mask. And I said, well, maybe you need to remind them because I'm sure that they can get them even free for you. And so these are some of the things that some of us are doing, you know, one-on-one with some of the people. And they really appreciate it. I've seen more of them wear the mask, you know, because they were given masks. But these are not illegal aliens. I just wanted to verify that with the caller that called in earlier. Not only are they contracted, our agriculture farmers were just absolutely very worried that they were not going to have enough hands to do the work. You know, but because of this new program, that it's a contracted, legal contracted program. They don't stay. They, as soon as the harvest and everything is done, they go back. Okay? So, but they buy a lot of food. They buy a lot of different groceries here at Walmart or at Fiesta Foods or the other stores and the the bakeries. So, have a wonderful evening, you guys. You do a good job. Okay? Thank you so much, Ramona. Appreciate the call as always. Five four seven one six ten. If you would like to uh, get involved in our final few minutes, 
And, uh, you know, Rob, at the break, or just before the break, you were talking about yes. the uh, the Occupied Zone, Chaz, Chop, whatever the heck they call it this week. Uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin just wrapped up a news conference in which she stated the Seattle Police Department is going to return to the East Precinct in the near future. Apparently, mm, shootings no. and deaths we'll see are, what, are the breaking point. We'll see what near, we'll see what your future is. But I remember the uh, original summer of love. You remember how that ended? I wasn't born then. You tell me. It, it, it ended. <laughs> it ended. I wasn't alive either. Oh, but, okay. but but the historian in me yes. uh, has <laughs> you know has known this for quite some time. It ended with a shooting. Yeah, at a Rolling Stones concert in Altamont, California. That is true. So, that is true. So two I people, guess three the people, summer of love yeah. ended in well, Seattle, too, with three, a shooting. Three people shot over the weekend. One died. Um, and, you know, one of the things that the mayor was forced to admit is that, well, the things that are going on in the evenings are, well, maybe they're not as, as kind and wonderful as everybody has thought. Well, it's been that way for a while. It's not brand new. It's been... It's news to her, though, just like it was Inslee when it happened, too. It's not news to anybody else, though, that when the sun goes down, it gets really bad there. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Jeremy from Prosser. What's up, Jeremy? Well, I got on the radio late today. Maybe you guys have already discussed it. So the numbers have gone up. We're we're doing more testing in the county and the area and whatnot. Have the fatalities gone up? There was one over the weekend. There was one over the weekend. We're still, uh, you know... I say this, uh, you know, cautiously. We have under a hundred fatalities in the Bi County area uh, over the pandemic, and okay. obviously that's too many. Obviously, uh, so but my, we're not seeing the massive casualties. My second question then is: Isn't that a good thing, or have we even found out or decided whether having it builds up immunity? And you should be good. We haven't found that out yet. We, we're, we're not deep enough into this to know if people who have it and have been exposed to it again haven't picked it up a second time. We're, we're, we're not anywhere near knowing if herd immunity is working or not. That's going to take some time. But the fact that, that the, the, the fatalities are still relatively low is a positive thing, particularly when you have 300 new cases and one fatality from the weekend. Uh, but again, testing increased about 1,800. Uh, between the two counties over the course of the last week. And, you know, you're going to see cases go up when, when testing goes up. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, yeah, this is Carlos again from Morgan. What's up? Hey, um, do you guys sense that the president and vice president are in denial of this virus? I, I, get, I get the feeling that they're kind of in denial in a way. So just your thoughts. I don't. I don't sense they're in denial. Um, I think they're. You know, you could you could throw out the landscape of the entire country, and different areas are are impacted differently. I don't think they're in denial. If they were, I don't think you know you would have had the task force created and and different things like that. Um, I mean. It's a hard question to answer, Carlos, just because of the roller coaster ride different states have been on as to whether or not he thinks you know he's in denial about the whole thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'd have to take some time to think on that one, but yeah. I, I, I don't think denial would be the right word. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he's ever said, well, he might have said it, but I don't think he honestly believes it's nothing. Right. But is the pandemic sweeping across the country? Well, again, it's it's hitting different spots uh, harder than others. That's all for the bottom line. All your news and weather and more coming up on the Afternoon Report. Stay with us.